Upon further review, Jalen Brown was awesome against the Atlanta Hawks. Didn't realize how good he was playing when I first watched the game. So now let's talk about Jalen Brown, his progression, and two out of the past three games, him being amazing. It's all right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Green and Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics, pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics Podcast, right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day, and I got you every day. I deliver a free, fresh podcast right to your device if you subscribed. It just shows up magically through the power of the internet. So go ahead and subscribe. Get onto that YouTube page, subscribe there too. You can watch the show if you prefer, whichever one is fine with me, but the YouTube page has a comment section, so you can go ahead and hop in on that. If you're new to the show, I'm John Corrales. I used to play a long time ago in a country far, far away. And today I'm working to cover the Boston Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. Today's show uh, is going to be with me and Tom Westerholm. It's been a little bit, buddy. How you been? I'm good, man. I'm, I'm you, know, you know, living. How about you? Good, good. good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We've got through Thanksgiving. We yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Everything's good oh, there. Good. Okay. Good. 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 Cool. good. All right. Well, we, I think we can remember how to podcast if we uh, if we stick with it. If we check off mandatory small talk at the beginning of the podcast, there. Good. good. Okay. Good. Good. Uh, we'll talk about Jalen Brown over the 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 next two segments. We'll say segment two and three. Two two segments of Jalen Brown, but. You know, let's just start because, you know, watch the Hawks game again. And we, you know, haven't heard your thoughts on the game where the Celtics uh, beat the Hawks. And so uh, what was what was your do you have a, did you have a big takeaway other than, oh, my God, Al Horford is still doing this stuff? Um, yeah, it's it's going to be similar to uh, my takeaway after games one and two of the playoffs last year. The Hawks stink. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I just the Hawks. It, it was a funny game to me because like. It's just, it's just everything, like nothing changed. Like, you know, like, yeah, Trey Young is still, I mean, he's, he's a very good offensive player who takes away just as much on the other end that he, that he gives mm-hmm. you on the offensive end. And the Hawks still have absolutely nothing for, for Jason Tatum, like nothing. Yeah, it's just that, you know, like, I mean, the Celtics are a better team now, but then the reasons that they were that, that like they have a deeper team and a better team. They weren't even in the game. So it just really just felt like, you know, round one of last year's NBA playoffs all over again, um, right down to the Celtics kind of messing around and probably should have won by more than they did. So really just a microcosm of last year's playoffs um, with the two new guys out. I felt like, yeah, it was, you know, I looked at that, that run that they gave up and they were doing a couple of different things defensively. I asked Joe about it after the game and I was looking for what they were doing defensively. And knowing, like, watching the game with the information that was given to you afterwards, yeah, having that, and then realizing, like, oh, on the pick and roll, they weren't supposed to go 
over the top like they were. Like they're supposed to ice it. They're supposed to force it away from the from the screen. And when that wasn't happening, guys like Bogdanovich were stepping into open threes because that's not the what they wanted to do. Like and then wildly open threes. Wildly open threes. And then you know you had your transition threes. You had you know offense that wasn't working. You had you know, miss missed shots that led to cross matches that led to miss mistakes. And, you know, basically Bogdanovich got super hot and, you know, Hunter got a couple of shots off and okay. Okay. That, that to me, I look at that run and it felt less egregious than it felt over the course of the game. The first time around, you're like, man, just if you, if you run a little better offense, yeah, some of those things don't happen. Yeah. And it's it's kind of funny to say that, but like that that's where the Celtics, I think, and and just this is Joe Missoula's philosophy, is that that's where you have to look. Are they are they doing the things on offense that they need to do to prevent the runouts, the leakouts, and stuff like that? Hey, today's show, by the way, is brought to you by FanDuel. I was getting so excited about Tom Westerholm being here. I forget to say today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get a $150, get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. Sorry, Tom. I, mandatory. It's yeah. like my mandatory timeout. No matter what the flow of the game is, no matter what the flow of the podcast is, I got to get that timeout in. But yeah, you got to make your small talk with FanDuel too. I get it. Check that off too. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so, so I think the Celtics ran some, some kind of crappy offense a little bit. They, they, they get caught up in, and some of it's just like missed, missed shots. Some of it's just missed shots and, you know, you get caught a little too deep and and you give up these, these, these runouts. So the run wasn't too egregious to me. If anything, um, I, I could blame Joe a little bit because Luke Cornett, who was good in the first half was not good in the second half. I think he might have stuck with them. There was a substitution in the middle of that run where Sam Hauser came in. Probably should have brought in somebody else to take Cornette out. That that's probably the one missed opportunity that from Joe to kind of change the the course of that run because they were hunting him in that. That would be the only thing I, I would say. Uh once you know once they called a timeout and regrouped and started like playing the defense they were supposed to play, they were fine. So yeah. 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 Pretty much as soon as the switching started again. And like, yeah. it was like, okay. Yep. That's this, one thing. This is back under control. I will say this. Like if, if people, if, if you're one of the people and many of us have said this, like, Hey, Namaj Keita should play uh, more then you should not also have, why are we in drop coverage right. on your mind? Because there is if one saying, thing that man can do. That's the one thing they're not switching with him. That is not going to happen. He's not going to play up to touch. He's not going to play. He is in pick and roll coverage going to drop. So either the guards are going to play the way, the way they should and force the ball handler into a long two, or they're going to screw up and it's going to step into a three, but Kata, when he's in the game and he, Started off a little tough with the shots, but he, I ultimately had a decent game. Yeah. If he's in there, do not sit there and say, why are we in drop coverage? If you want him to play, that's how he's going to play. Just, just putting that out there. Well, it's funny with him too, because it's like, 
it's a little like you remember before the season and you and I kind of unironically were like Andre Drummond wouldn't be the worst option <laughs> for this team. It's like Kate is like yeah, you kind of you kind of yeah. got it. Like it's yeah. a guy who's yeah, he's, he's Portuguese Andre numbers. Drummond. He's gonna grab some rebounds. There's one thing you would get. Kate is they might be his own missed shots, but that man is gonna grab <laughs> some rebounds. They were, they, they were, were his own missed shots. Six of them were. Yeah. Oh man. But hey, look, he did he did a good job. He, he did. did. No, he I'm not ripping on him out. at all. He played he played yeah. well. Like yeah, he I, I wrote in my takeaways. I thought I thought he gave like reason to to make the argument for him to continue to play. Like yeah, fun to make jokes, but like he did play pretty well. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. 10 it 15 might. minutes a game, very competent. Could he absolutely in the right matchup it, that that could happen. Like like I said, you you could have they could have gone away from Cornette. And if there's a situation where you go away from Cornette, you go one of two ways. Either I thought last night they should have brought Brissett in, mm. in the, during that run. I thought Brissett was yeah. the was the option with Hunter and they, they were kind of small and and or even like a Lamar Stevens situation could have been same, okay yeah, that. same yeah. idea. I thought that was that was the play in the third quarter in the middle of that run to to stop it without the timeout. If you want to do the okay, we're gonna substitute and see if the sub pattern. Uh, can can stop this? I would have gone Brissett Stevens. Same idea. Yep. Um, or if if the matchup so dictates, you can go with Kata and go big and and have him be like a rim protector, rebounder type. So it's nice that he's presented himself as as one of those options. Absolutely. Yeah. So. All right, I think that's good. Hawks leftovers uh, from that game. It, let's. It, it's going to be interesting to see how that progresses now into other other you know opponents. the The Bulls are up next, and, and Porzingis is going to be out for a few games. Does Kata get some run against a you know a bigger front line? Does, or, or, or what do they do? How how are they going to go and try to win this game by twenty three? <laughs> Oh, that's going to be an interesting one. Uh, we'll we'll figure all that stuff out later, but we'll talk Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown, I've been critical of him on this podcast, but two of his past three games have been chef's kiss. We'll talk about that coming up next. Today's show brought to you by FanDuel, our good friends over at FanDuel. They are America's number one sports book. And when the weather gets colder like it's been, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, a new customer like you can get $150 in bonus bets if you win any $5 money line bet. Very simple. Place that $5 money line bet. If your team wins, that's $150 for you on top of whatever you win. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, now's the time to do it. You can play it simple, right? If you're new to the new to betting and you say, oh, I'll just bet against the spread or over-unders or player props. That's easy. You can do that. You want to get a little bit more advanced. They have those options. You can do same game parlays. You can go across uh, multiple games. It's so many different options over there at FanDuel. Uh, so go ahead and check it out. FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Kick off the NFL season. Get your NBA bets in there if you'd like to. FanDuel's the official partner of the NFL. And I will say that they, they have the tools to help you protect yourself. If you're worried, you can set up your limits. You can go ahead and use those protection tools so you can go ahead and gamble responsibly. Thank you for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen 
every day. Locked On has this cool new thing. It's called Locked On Sports Today. It's the first ever national 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. So it's on all the time. Treat it like I used to treat ESPN. You pop it on, you leave it on, and when something interesting catches your ear, you go ahead and you listen to it. So check it out. Locked On Sports Today on YouTube. Subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, Tom. The throw out the Orlando game because that was a big pile of poo-poo for just about everybody. <laughs> that was not a that, you know, hey, whatever. Um Milwaukee and Atlanta were Jalen Brown's two best games of the season. And I say that because he was moving the ball extraordinarily well, passing, like finding his teammates, not holding the ball. Uh, which is the Jalen Brown number one weakness. Hold the ball, pendulum between your legs, survey the floor, let the defense get set, then make your drive, and then every all the help and all the hands are in there to swat the ball away. Past two games, I feel like past two, past two wins, let's just say that, past two wins, Jalen has gotten off the ball when, when a drive hasn't presented itself, when it has, he's made his decision quickly, and he's he just obliterated Clint Capella. Who did he? I thought he caught somebody in the in the Milwaukee game too. Uh, multiple. He, he did. I forget. It's all blending together. But regardless, yeah. he he's he gets these highlight dunks because he's making quick decisions and driving when he has the lane quickly, not waiting for the defense to get set. He's He's just been, if this is the Jalen Brown that the Celtics get for the rest of the season, forget it. Championship, to me, championship is a lock. If you get, like, Jason Tatum can do what he does. Jalen can do this. He's going to score plenty of points. He's going to move the ball. Whether he gets the assists or not the assists, it doesn't even matter. He's moving the ball, and and that is the best thing for the Celtics offense. Uh, If he's doing this, then the first 14 games or whatever, 13 games were the feeling out process. I'm happy to chalk them up, you know, wipe my hands clean of them and be done with it. Cause that, that Jalen Brown, Milwaukee, Atlanta, Jalen Brown was, has been spectacular. Yeah. And he, I mean, he talked about it yesterday quite a bit about just how like, you know, the, the, he, he feels like his playmaking has taken a step forward and it's kind of, you know, to be honest, it's kind of standard, you know, Jalen Brown talk like he like you know he's yeah. he, he he said this before uh, so you know it's not like it's uh it, you know it, it's not like it's some kind of groundbreaking thing um that that he's telling us that his uh, playmaking is better but I, I will say one thing I noticed it was I thought it, it it went almost entirely unnoticed because he ended up missing the shot but um there was a play in the Milwaukee game where he got the ball and he could have taken a shot it would I felt like it would have been a little bit rushed to me. So instead, he passes it off, ball works its way around the perimeter, inside, and then back to Jalen Brown for an open three. And he missed it. But I was just like, that's so perfect. Like that was perfect basketball. It was like, I was like, okay, it feels a little rushed. Let me, let me, let me pass it. And then, you know, the guy who jump started this whole circuit around the court gets the ball back and gets to take the shot and make or miss. It's just like beautiful basketball process, right? Like that's, that is how it's supposed to happen. And I think 
that over the last week, over the last, you know, whatever it's been, that's been something that I've really noticed with Jalen is that like the basketball process is so much better. It's just like, um, you know, cuts, tons of cuts, tons Mm -hmm. of transition, tons of, you know, just good decision making, um, you know, like, like you talked about, like passing out of plays that he might force at other times. Like, I think we're really seeing a lot. Um, well, yeah, like you said, a lot of good things, a lot of stuff that like, you know, he, he's got this like biggest contract in NBA, whatever right now. That's like, for one thing, that's going to look like a pretty standard max contract quite soon. Yeah. And if he's playing like this, a standard max contract is going to look pretty accurate for him because if he plays like this, he's a no questions asked all-star he's, you know, knocking on the door of, you know, all NBA teams. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is, this is what you pay a guy a lot of money for. Yeah, a- absolutely. And I-, I loved that play. I think I made a big deal of it in that post game podcast because the, the whole lesson learned there is, Oh, I will get the ball back. Mm-hmm. If I, if I move like I, it's very possible that when I give it up, I can get it back. Like I can, the more a player, any player can trust that when I move the ball and the other guy has his opportunity with it, he is also going to make the right play. If all five guys are dedicated to making the right play, then my old standby cliche of the right guys are going to get the right stats holds firm because the passers are going to pass the ball the scorers will score it and the rebounders will rebound it because that's what they do. That's all what that's what they all want to do. And everybody knows who the other guy is. Yeah. Like everybody knows on the floor your top two scorers are Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. So when it's hitting the fan, yeah, of course, of course you want to look for those guys. But also Derek White's really damn good and Holiday's really Porzingis is really good. Hauser can shoot the hell out of the ball. So I think it's almost like the Porzingis edition has opened up the, oh, I can do this stuff and give the ball up and we're going to win and the the rising tide lifts all boats type thing and, and Jalen's going to be seen as this, you know, superstar, the superstar that he is. And people like me who have been critical of him over the first few weeks will now sit there and happily say, great. That was just him feeling things out. And I'm very happy to come to a conclusion. If he continues this, that the first few weeks of the season were just Jalen Brown trying to navigate new teammates. And now he's, he's understanding more of who these guys are and he is dedicated to making the right play. And it's making him a better overall. Like he said, he feels like he's a better basketball player than he's been in recent years. I will say that that's correct the way he's played against Milwaukee and Atlanta. Small sample size, obviously, but when it's on this end, it's progression. So, yeah. And I'm very happy to have that be like the takeaway. Right. You you like it in this order, right? Like you, you would hate to, you would hate right. to have like oh, the best so basketball he's played be at the start of the season and now he's regressing. Like, no, this right. is exactly how it should be. This is, uh, you know, this is encouraging stuff. And I think you're, I think you're right too about like, you know, every, everybody, like, I think one of the things that when this, one of the reasons that this Celtics team has so much potential to be special is because there's, 
like everybody kind of is bought in, in the, on their roles, it feels like. And it, it feels like when you see Jalen playing this way, it's like, okay. And also Jalen is bought in on his role as well, yeah. where his role is to be a star. But it's like his role is to be Pippin, you know, like and like, yeah. like that dude is a Hall of Famer and that dude is is, is awesome yeah. and, and all that stuff. But it's like, yeah, I mean, that's where things are at. You know, you, you see Chris Tapps Porzingis talking about being like, you know, one of the best, you know, tertiary, fourth, whatever options in the league. You see, um, you know, like Derek White, obviously a guy who buys in on his role. Drew Holiday appears to be a guy who's obviously buying in on his role. Al Horford, you know, I don't know how tough it is to go to the bench, but like he's a mature guy who wants to win a title. And he kind of gets that if somebody's going to have to be the guy to go to the bench, yeah, it's probably going to be the, you know, 48 year old. It's like. <laughs> The you know like that that's kind of everybody's in and when you see Jalen do that too that's like the one missing piece because if Jalen didn't buy into his role that could be the undoing of a really really good team because yeah. his role is so important you know because he is a ninety something percentile usage guy like because he is like you know so so integral to the fabric of the team his role is very delicate and very important and. If he plays it well, to your point, it, th there's not a lot that could stop this team. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, for the Celtics, it's an encouraging stretch. I've got stats to back this up. I got stats that highlight exactly what Jalen Brown has been doing over his last few games. We'll talk about that next. Today's show brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy done right. Daily fantasy made super easy because it's you against the numbers. It's not you against other people who all pick teams and they've got like whatever algorithms that 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 help them out. Prize pick sets the number. Jason Tatum points. You pick more or less. If you got it, great. You win. They'll do that. If you get you can pick two to six players. If you get all six, you can win up to 25 times your money. You can do that with basketball and another sport. You can mix sports in their specials league and get these combo uh bet uh combo uh projections like you can do jason tatum and travis kelsey a combination of three pointers made and uh receptions and same thing more or less you got you got it there uh on prize picks they've even got insurance on your players if you have a player that leaves the game in the first half doesn't come back that player is rebooted prize picks the only daily fantasy sports platform that does that so check it out at prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA. Prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA. Use that code locked on NBA, all lowercase. You get a first deposit match up to $100. It's pretty good. Prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA. Locked on NBA is the code to get that first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Thanks for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Go check out Lockdown NBA. Rotating hosts all week long. I usually have the Wednesday shows with Jake Madison, but, you know, when the Celtics are trying to beat the Chicago Bulls by 23, that's going to be a show that I miss because I'm so invested in that. But check out Lockdown NBA anyway because it's a fun show that covers the entire league, and we can uh, all enjoy that. All right, Tom Westerholm, I got stats for you. I'm ready. Passing stats. Jalen Brown. So this season, 3.4 assists, 6.8 uh, 
potential assists per game, passes that go to players that either they miss the shot or they have an opportunity to take a shot, but they turn turn the ball over, 6.8 of those. Assist points created, 9.4 per game. That's his season average. Now, over the last three games, the secondary assists, the hockey assists go from 0.6 up over the last three games to 0.7. So it's a little bit of an uptick over, over those. The potential assists, way up, 10.3. So we're up over three per game that he's finding guys. And assist points created, 13.3, up from 9.4. So he's there. he's adding four points per game over the last three games in the points created off his, his assists. So he is moving the ball uh, a lot more. He is finding his guys and he is uh, statistically, I mean, he's even making more passes 27 over, over the course of the season, just passes made 27 per game. He's making 37 over the last three. So, that's those are your supporting numbers. That's where you see Jalen being an active part of the the offense um, on on multiple levels, and he's not doing it sacrificing anything. He's he's still scoring. He's still getting his shots up. He's still he's still being Jalen Brown. We're still you know going nuts over his highlights. It's just it he's he's adding adding the passes. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, like I, I think the more you see that, right? Like he, I don't, he doesn't quite have the same passing package that like, like some of the other starters do. So with Jalen, it's like, you're not asking for you like, you're not asking for him to do everything that Tatum does. You're not asking him to do everything that, you know, holiday and white do. You're just asking him to like, you know, kind of make reads and make the right play. And that's, that is what you're seeing. Like that's, that's the, again, that's the encouraging thing is there's just like this, I feel like there's just kind of this like playing within himself um, mm. that is, uh, um, you know, that, that especially the way that he can collapse a defense, the way that the, the Celtics offense is built around him and Tatum. Yeah. There's, there's lots of opportunities uh, for that kind of thing. So yeah, it's good to see. And then, you know, defensively, even I thought, I thought he did a decent job on, um, Trey Young. I know Trey Young went for like 30 plus. So you sit there and be like, who he did what now? Yeah. Um, that not all of that was on Jalen. No, uh, I thought I thought he definitely had some stretches. There was that one stretch right before uh Trey Young got the tech where Jalen kind of locked him up. He was playing a little physical, but like nothing crazy. Like I, I think I mean, obviously, I'm gonna think Trey Young was uh, a little dramatic. He has a tendency to be that. Um, so the tech I thought and that, was and those guys who tend to be dramatic like that tend to be your favorite kind of basketball players. I feel like, yeah, and yeah, no, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I really gravitate to, uh, unnecessary excessive drama Yeah, that, that really appeals to my old school mentality. <laughs> the guy, the guy who grew up watching Robert Parrish rain blows upon Bill Lambeer and get called for like, I mean, to be fair, throwing punches the way that he did was a different kind of dramatic, but sure. Yes, sure. Sure. Um, but yes, I thought, I thought Jalen has done, done pretty well defensively. It's, it's just this level of engagement. Like when Jalen's at his worst, he, his mind's not there 
for 48 minutes. He gets lost in the game. He gets lost in his mistakes. He slows the game down, and he's definitely done that this season. When he slows the game down and then tries to attack, he's diving into a sea of arms, and he has a tendency to turn the ball over. It's when we talk about things like 0.5 basketball, where you have half a second to make a decision. Am I driving? Am I passing? Am I shooting? What am I doing there? Jalen, if Jalen can just subscribe to that 0.5 basketball at all times, he will be, he will never miss another all-star game. Like until he's past his prime. Like he's just, that's how good he can be because when he makes the quick decisions, whatever it is, he generally, it's generally pretty good. But if he's, if he's not making the reads quickly, then it's a struggle for him. And so, um, I, I, I just love the, the pace at which he's playing. Like he's just, he's got a good pace, a good rhythm, a good feel and like, okay, is he going to take like a, a, a wild shot every once in a while? Sure. But he's, he's one of those guys that you're like, oh, that was a bad shot. Oh yeah. I went in. Like he, he just, he's a bad shot maker. That's what, that's what NBA stars do. Take a look at any top level star. They all will make bad shots. I think it was Sadiq Bay that he he put Sadiq Bay in the post at one point. Like he posted up Sadiq Bay. I think it was in the second half. I just chucked up this awful whirling shot and like my like I yeah. I, I, I just I said audibly to my son uh, just like what the was that and then <laughs> it just like dropped just in and I was like never mind and also I shouldn't have said that in front of you my bad but yeah like <laughs> you know like it's yeah that'll uh, like he does that sometimes I suppose some of those turnarounds especially it's just like you just watch them and you're like that's a terrible shot and then they they drop he's a I also think the 0.5 basketball is a really interesting concept because I, I think like if, if anybody listening to this plays pickup ball, right? I think you can improve your basketball game so much and it might not happen right away, but if you subscribe to 0.5 basketball and you play pickup ball, right? It's just like, it is this, it's it, like, it can really improve your entire game once you get used to it because yeah. it, it's such a way to speed up your decision-making process and, and everything you do. Like if you don't stand there and kind of feel it out and wait for the game to develop in front of you, if you're just like, get it, go, get it, shoot, get it, pass, whatever it is. If it's just like click, 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 mm. you might make some mistakes early, but like, you're going to like, you're just going to get this quicker, 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 sharper, um, tighter feel for the game. And, and I think that's what you want to see from Jalen. You want to see that quick, tight, boom, boom, boom kind of feel to it. You know what that opens up? Cuts. Absolutely. A ton of cuts. Yeah. And as as the resident, we need to cut more guy. Um, the giving it up quickly when you get the ball and you say, Oh, nope, I'm gonna move it. That guy's head turns a little bit, boom, give and go. It's it's right there so many times. So that the quick ball movement where the decisions whole thing is when you're doing this. It forces the defense to make decisions because everything is reads. Everything is about, I see this guy here. I'm going to go there. Yeah. And you, you want somebody, you want two guys on the defense to make the same decision 
to go to a certain guy. You want somebody to screw up like that. So then all of a sudden now there's your cut or there's your drive or there's your shot. Like the more you move it, the more likely somebody on the defense is going to screw up like that. Absolutely. And like, like that's one of the reasons Derek white is so good is because it's like, he's good at that floater. He's got good touch, of course. Like, but like a lot of NBA players have good touch. It's the fact that he just kind of like sees space goes to space and it's like, it's quick and automatic. And he's just like, Oh, I see space over here. I'm going to go here. Oh, okay. Now there's a little bit of space. I'm going to flick the, you know, flick up this floater and it goes in. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's, that's good basketball. That's just finding the space and filling that space. And, you know, yeah, making a play. It's great. When it, when it's played well, it's just, I, I, I sometimes find myself not working when, when the ball is moving the way it's supposed to, because I'm just sitting there like, Oh man, that was really nice. Like, oh, whoa! I'm supposed to write something about that. I'm <laughs> supposed to tweet something or make a note yeah. or something. It just when when it's play when when they're playing their best and when the ball's moving. Um, and you're right; it just takes one guy. Yep. It just takes one guy to mess that up. And unfortunately, at the beginning of the season, like it, the one guy was more often than not Jalen. But in these two games. It hasn't We've even seen been. a little bit of that with Drew Holiday too. To recomp- yes, yes. Well, that's why I said more often than not, but <laughs> left it open. Yeah, Holiday for yep, yep. Uh, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, where I'm wondering where when Holiday when people go wait a second takes the it's like Scooby Doo takes the mask off and it's like that's Marcus Smart, you know. Like, <laughs> bum, I'm just waiting. Bum, bum. <laughs> just waiting for that. Uh, no, Drew's been great, but. Marcus was great. Yeah, Marcus was great. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll let that one marinate for a little while. For now, Jalen Brown is awesome. And so was this podcast. Hey. Hey. Uh, Tom, good to talk to you again. Nice to good have you. Good to talk to you, man. I'm going to just uh, check off, do the podcast, and, uh, you know. Yeah, that's yeah. that. Swear in front of my son right there. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. I didn't actually, for the record, that's my wife who does all the cursing in front of our son. She's thought everybody knows. <laughs> wow. Late late game, just throwing the wife under the bus. That's that's a that's a classic move. Uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for watching. I appreciate that. Let me know in the comment section what you think uh about Jalen Brown, what you think about all the stuff that we've said. Uh would love to if you've not subscribed yet and you would like to now is a great time to hit that subscribe button on whatever app you're using or if you're watching on youtube do that and you everydayers that are with me monday through friday sometimes monday through saturday i'd love it if you took the time to spread the word share the podcast let everybody know they should be watching people should be listening to and watching the lockdown celtics podcast right here in the lockdown podcast network it's your team every day